0: Welcome to the Cheyenne Vineyard Podcast, bringing you a message of hope for your everyday world. Thank you and enjoy today's podcast. So, tonight we're going to do another little panel discussion, Q&A kind of thing. Now that we... Kind of feel like we have some direction as to what God is wanting to remake us into. Uh, a lot of the last year and a half is is making a lot more sense, and uh, so if if God is wanting us to. Uh, become not just a, a praying people, because, that, I mean, that's a calling for the whole body of Christ. Uh, but he's, he's wanting us to go deeper. And I, I think we've had that calling since the beginning, uh, but now he's fleshing it out a little more, and, and there's... There's a passage in uh, Jeremiah that uh, I don't even have it on here. I don't think that that has been uh, just resonating with me about where God's taking us. Um, it's Jeremiah twenty-three. And if you read the email for this week, you've seen it. And I I encourage you to read the whole chapter because it's, it's talking about the prophets at the time of Jeremiah who were not speaking the word of the Lord. And as a result the people were were just in kind of a downward spiral uh, everything looked good there was a lot of religious practice going on but the hearts of the people were far from the lord and there was a lot of idolatry going on a, a lot of mixture of worshiping the true God with making sure you had all your bases covered with all the others as well. And so that's sort of the context here. And this is what the Lord says through the prophet Jeremiah, starting in verse 18. For who among them, the prophets, has stood in the counsel of the Lord? to see and hear his word, or who has paid attention to his word and listened. Behold the storm of the Lord. Wrath has gone forth, a whirling tempest. It will burst upon the head of the wicked. The anger of the Lord will not turn back until he has executed and accomplished the intents of his heart. In the latter days you will understand it clearly. because we're, we're looking back on it now, so we understand what, what was going on. I did not send the prophets, yet they ran. I did not speak to them, yet they prophesied. But, and, and this is the verse that really is resonating, but if they had stood in my counsel, then they would have proclaimed my words to my people, and they would have turned from their evil way and from the evil of their deeds. I, I mean, that, that verse should send shivers up our spine. Uh, that's, that's what the Lord said. If these prophets had stood in my counsel then they would have proclaimed my words to my people and they would have turned them from their evil way and from their evil deeds. And the implication is the judgment wouldn't have come forth. So, you know, to to put our, our new vision, our new calling in a very concise way would, would be to, to be the prophets of verse 22. To, to be the ones who stand in the counsel of the Lord to, going back to verse 18, to see and hear his word and pay attention to his word and, and listen. And And then to speak to proclaim his word to the people and and turn them from from their evil way. Uh, that's that's the ministry of Esther. That 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 is the ministry of Esther. Uh, she she was placed in, in the king's court so so she had access to to the king to to totally turn things around so that the nation of Israel wasn't destroyed and and so our nation there's there's a lot of prophets who are out there saying peace and safety blessing and and goodness uh <laughs> prophesying all good things for the people of God and, and the nation and wow that's that's not what I'm hearing <laughs> uh, so we got to have somebody and God is saying I, I got to have somebody <laughs> to to stand in my council. And hear what's on my heart, and and speak it forth, and and so. Uh, here's how the last two years really make sense in all this, because our our journey <laughs> really began with the solemn assembly, and crying out to the Lord. And, and what what that was what what the solemn assembly was is we we were saying yes to the heart of god to cry out for mercy for our city for our nation and and so uh, i i had lunch with a good friend last week and i, I w- we hadn't hardly talked for a few years so I kind of gave him the the quick journey and he says well when you spoke the heart of God over the people it it was on them and a a lot of them didn't want it and so they left and (laughs) Yeah, that that's what happened. And when we said yes to the heart of God as, as it was displayed in Moses crying out for the people for mercy, uh, God said, I see that. <laughs> now, if, if you guys are serious about this, I, I have a journey for you because to be a people who stand in the counsel of the Lord, you, you don't just decide that today and you're standing in his counsel tomorrow. <laughs> no, there's, <laughs> there's a process of, of getting there. And I, I want to make sense, because we've, we've all been on a, on a journey. We've, we've all had different aspects of the journey that, that we've had to walk through. But the Lord's been bu- building humility in us. He's, he's, been, he's been breaking down some things. He's, he's been building some new things in us. Uh you know I, I I'll just tell you I mean I prayer is a totally different thing to me today than it was 2 years ago Uh and I'm I'm thankful for that I, I, I would not give that up Uh because the Lord's done something and and I think he's done something in in all of us, and the messages that the Lord was giving me uh, the six months when we were at Sunnyside were were all about intimacy. That that was the message, and and that's required to be a people who stand in the counsel of the Lord, uh, and and so. You know, this this is still his invitation. He's 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 still drawing us. And and so, uh, what I wanted to do tonight, and thought the Lord wanted us to do, is to talk about prayer, because he, he's wanting to make us a, a people of prayer in in a way that that we haven't known uh i mean i i've been called to prayer for a a long time i've known that i i've walked in some aspects of it i've never really considered myself that much of a prayer. er (laughs) You, you know what i mean uh and, and so it seemed kind of odd to me uh, a year and a few months ago when we hosted that prayer conference. But the Lord definitely want, wanted us to do it. He, he called us to do it. Uh, I, I still really, I I'm not where I, I want to be, where I am going, uh, but I'm, I'm getting there. And so I, I wanted uh, the leaders to to kind of share some things about prayer tonight, uh, and sort of help all of us <laughs> to to get further. And uh, I know there are people who aren't going to be sitting at this table because just the elders are going to be here. Uh, who will want to share some things. And so we want that, too. And we want you to be able to ask questions. We, we want to grow in into this what the Lord is calling us into. And, and so, you know, he, he's wanting us to learn to birth things in prayer, and, and through prayer, and he's he's calling us into this individually but corporately also, and the the individual aspect of prayer is probably easier than the corporate aspect because I don't think we have much of a grid for what that might look like, but that's that's why I wanted to save some time for worship at the end so we can have a couple more worship songs and a little more time to merge worship and prayer corporately a little bit more together. So, elders, if if you guys want to come up. Uh, also, I want to mention a couple things that, that are on the counter in the back. I, I've got one of Mike Bickle's best teachings on prayer. Uh, back there, there's 15 or so copies. Everybody who wants one, take one. And if if, if you need a little jump start to your prayer life, that's it. Uh, use that as a prayer list and it will catapult you uh, much further than you are, if, if you need that. Also, uh, uh, I, when we went to see Lou Engel, uh, I guess it was the week before last, I, I just, you know, we're, we're believing God for the year of jubilee provision for a home for us as a body. And there's there's only probably less than 80 days left in the year. And if the Lord is wanting us to learn corporate breakthrough and birthing things through prayer corporately, well, I felt like he was saying, call a 40-day fast, but everybody... Doesn't have to do 40 days. We're, we're going to do a tag team 40 day fast for breakthrough related to the place that God has for us. And I, you see, there, there's a lot of aspects to what God's doing with a home for us. Uh, I'm not sure we're ready. So this fast is for that. Uh, I'm not sure the building is ready, so it's related to that. That's all the breakthroughs that are needed for that. And that encompasses a lot. So uh, I'm, I'm asking all of us to participate in this, and then there's a sign-up sheet out there, and we're, we're gonna go midnight to midnight you know, so the first few hours are easy, <laughs> and then if if the evening was hard and and you're you're really hungry, you can set your alarm for midnight and have something to eat. <laughs> but twenty four hours is, is just not that hard, uh, and, and I'm asking that it be uh, it doesn't have to be a water fast, but at the very least a liquid fast. So. Anyway, that's back there. And August 1st, we're starting Cover Cheyenne, and it would be great if we could cover the first with 24 hours of prayer. We have, uh, I think, nine other churches and ministries signed up, so we're a third of the way there to having all 31 days covered, and, and that's, that's exciting to me. So we, we can pray into that also. So, okay, I've probably said more than enough.
1: <laughs> so we don't have a, a outline to follow. So what works? What works for me is when I get myself cleaned out to where I know and I believe that I am chosen by God. And that I am a royal priest. He wants me to come before him on behalf of the people. Because that's what a priest does. I mean, In Hebrews, that's what we're called. But there's times I don't really believe that or walk that. So when I get myself cleaned out to where I feel like I can take on this job, then that's when I intercede better. Um. If I really have a job to intercede on, I sit at the piano. So sometimes I'm just praying, crying, and playing some chords, but sometimes I'm singing a song that seems to apply, and that seems to keep me going. I think maybe I shared this once before, but there was once Patty's mom was on a ventilator, super sick. In Puerto Rico. And she texted me. I said, I'm at the piano. Let's sing this song together. So she's in Puerto Rico singing. Patty texts me. So she's in Puerto Rico singing this song, and I'm in Cheyenne singing it. And that went on for probably an hour and a half. We just text each other. Here's the next song. And we're crying out to God for her mom. There's a song Misty Edwards sings. Jesus, here I am, your favorite one. If I can get myself cleaned out to a place where I believe that. Because I know that's true. you got to get yourself to that place, too, where you know you're favored. You're his favorite one. He chose you. He put you in this time on earth for a reason. And then the next part is, What are you thinking? What are you feeling? I have to know. It just reminds me, I don't have God's ear for me. I have God's ear to hear what's on his heart, what's important to him, what his emotions are. And and that puts me in a place where I can pray. That's the counsel of the Lord gives me fuel to pray also if I have the word open on my lap. And if I'm stuck, I can pray some scripture. I have to find a, a verse in Isaiah for you while these guys are talking, but it's hard for me to talk, so I pray easier on my own. But in a group, I think it's important that I pray too, even though sometimes it doesn't come out really eloquent. But when we're at the prayer summit that we had on 4th Street, God gave me that verse. I think I went up and shared it and prayed it. So I'll find it for you.
2: I think the hardest thing is just to quiet ourselves and get ourselves to be quiet. Sometimes I have to just say, be still, my soul, and just speak that into, to just kind of quiet. But there's a few scriptures that I have that, God is really speaking. In Isaiah 62.10, it says, "Go Go through the gates, prepare the way for the people, build up the highway, clear its stones, lift up a signal over the people. In Isaiah 57 and 14, it says, And it shall be said, build up, build up, prepare the way, remove the stumbling blocks from my people's way. And I think that's what we have to do is we have to pray for each other, for the stumbling blocks to get removed out of our lives. And it's it's a call that God is asking us to do. Prayer really works, and prayer changes us. And I've, I've seen prayer in my own life, how people have interceded for me and how I have come out of a lot of stuff because of it. As I was praying this last weekend, God was saying, he said, if you were engaged to be married and you had a fiancé and you would spend the time that you do with God, the same amount of time that you do with God as with your fiancé, would you still be engaged? You know, um, the thing is, is that we need to really spend time with God and to hear what His heart is. Sometimes it's not, it's not our agenda; it's His agenda that we're after, and what's on His heart, and that sometimes is totally different than what's on our own.
3: I think for for me, the biggest difference in the last few years is learning that I don't, I don't know what to pray. And so that used to be the, the thing that would stop me because I'd be like, this is just so huge, God, I don't even know how to break this down or how to even pray. And I think the thing that the Lord has showed me, well, I know, is to just be available. And it was the same thing I learned with the healing rooms. It wasn't that I was somehow qualified or you know I just said, Lord I'm ava- I'm available to to do this. I, I believe this is something you want to do for for Cheyenne. So here I am. And so with prayer I th- that's how I'm I'm approaching it now more than anything It's just here I am God I'm available and I I want your heart, I want your counsel um, I'm I'm, I'm going to lay aside my agenda, things that I see in my natural mind or in my eye that that need taken care of, and I, I want to lay those aside. There's, there are a time and place for those prayers, but this this deeper prayer that I want to go and am going is just this intimacy of just saying, I, I'm available, God. What? How do you want to pray right now? You know, and I, that. I think one of the books that made a big impact on me a few years ago was Graham Cook's book about crafted prayer. And that kind of started things stern differently for me with prayer. And um, it's it's a, it's listening and and recognizing in my mind visualizing that I'm in the heavenlies with and I'm in between Jesus the Father, and the Holy Spirit. And we're all partnering on this prayer. So then I just listen. And um, like Joy says, sometimes it's not very eloquent. <laughs> sometimes more, it's more of a heart. It's more of a heart prayer. doesn't even really get into t- to words. Um, and then s- some other books that kind of made a different, well, a huge impact lately. And I brought them with me. And I really encourage uh, encourage you to pick them up and, and read them. And we're going to, I'll make them available to whoever would like to borrow. But um, Reese Howell, Intercessor. Um, wow, that the, that man. Um, had such an obedience and such a surrender in his life that it really challenged me. I mean, I was like, I was overwhelmed by this, by this man that um, changed how World War II turned out. You know, and he, he the, some of the things that he uh, walked through as God taught him, how to pray because he asked, you know, he asked the Holy Spirit. He says, I can't do this. And God said, exactly. (laughs) That's exactly where I want you. And then he said to God, well, pull me through then. And I thought, that's where I'm at. I'm, I don't know how to do this, God. So pull me through. And so that's where, you know, where I've been. So I really encourage you to read this book um and it's not a quick read it's one you're going to want to spend time with and our friend marge is the one that um lou and i are well a lot of us know marge and she's this intercessor that prays for us all the time and god just has her in a place of prayer um she's anyway she had started reading this and i thought i had read this years ago um but when I picked it up, I realized that I couldn't years ago, and now was the time. So um, the other book is The battle, battle Plan of Prayer, and it's with The War Room, that movie, The War Room. Um, I've just started it, but it's, it's, a, it's a good read. It'll, uh, it'll get you prepared for the heart of God and where, you know, where he wants to take us with prayer um, but it, I'm just, it's just such a privilege to know that the God of the universe wants to share his heart with us and his burden. And um, not to be so overwhelmed by that, but to realize he's going to teach you how to pray. <laughs> That's, you know, why the Holy Spirit's here, is to teach us those kind of things. Um, this last week I read um where Jesus was talking to um well they he, he'd gotten in trouble for healing the, the guy that had been blind since birth and um and he was talking to him in parables and he finally but one part that really jumped off jumped off the page at me was that the um so I'm forgetting the word now um the watchman the watchman which is who we are when we pray the watchman opens the door for the shepherd for the sheep gate and I went wow you know and I've read that before but I but I really understood at another level what that what prayer just being available being that watchman um without an agenda, without a list of things for God to fix, but saying, God, I want your counsel. We can't do this. You've got to pull us through.
4: You know, I think one of the greatest challenges for all of us is realizing we don't know how to pray. Um... scripture tells us that Romans 8 26 and 27 we do not know how we should pray um, I think one of the things that makes prayer difficult sometimes is relying on our own understanding you know and there, there's a place for lists of people we're praying for um, you know we have bad memories and we don't remember everything and, and I, I make lists all the time for myself of things I need to do so there's a place for that but when we start like when I pray for my family uh, I don't know what to say or what to pray if it's just my mind if it's just what's in my heart that may not be God's heart So there are two things. I want to read you something from um, a book by R.A. Torrey. This was actually written back in 1900. R.A. Torrey worked with D.L. Moody. His book is called How to Pray. He says, if then we would pray aright, the first thing that we should do is to see to it that we really get an audience with God. That we really get into his very presence. Before a word of petition is offered, we should have the definite and vivid consciousness that we are talking to God and should believe that he is listening to our petition and is going to grant the thing that we ask of him. This is only possible by the Holy Spirit's power. So we should look to the Holy Spirit to really lead us into the presence of God and should not be hasty in words until he has actually brought us there. He shares a story. He says, one night a very active Christian man dropped into a little prayer meeting that I was leading. Before we knelt to pray, I said something like the above, telling all the friends to be sure they prayed. And while they were praying, that they really were in God's presence, that they had the thought of him definitely in mind and to be more taken up with him than with their petition. When we know we're in God's presence and there's spirit-to-spirit communication between us and God, faith grows. Faith becomes a strong, active force. That's why oftentimes during praise and worship when the presence of God comes and we come into the presence of God and we know God's here the Spirit comes on us and anoints us And I can pray more effectively then. And something about prayer that I think we need to realize is that James says the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. If the prayer doesn't move your heart, if your heart is not engaged, I'm not sure that there's a lot of power in it. When your, um, when your heart is touched, when you are moved by the Spirit, when you're moved with compassion for people, God moves. A couple of verses in, in Ephes- er, sorry Colossians chapter four verses twelve and thirteen. Epaphras, who is one of you, a bond servant of Christ, greets you, always laboring fervently for you in prayers. Another translation says wrestling. And another translation says agonizing. Okay, there is, a, there is an agony of prayer. Paul wrote, writes in Romans 8 about groanings that can't be uttered with words. There's a, there's, Phyllis has been talking about a travail that comes on us. So this is what, what Scripture is talking about, that there is a travail, there is a, a wrestling, an agonizing, a laboring fervently for you in prayers and that you may stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. So that Scripture has really captured my attention. And uh, it's been a number of years now that I've, I've thought about this verse but I'll tell you, Joy began earlier today, tonight talking about, well, to put it in my own words, if I am wrestling with something in my personal life and I'm not holy before God, if there's something hindering my intimacy with the Lord, I'm not going to be powerful in prayer. It's just not going to happen. So I have to let God deal with me and clean me up from the inside out. You know, it's not a matter of us coming to God and trying to give ourselves, you know, make ourselves acceptable to God. That's not going to happen, <laughs> you know. I mean, that's a, that's a very religious thing to try to do, and we can't go there because it, it doesn't work. It never has, never will. So we need to get free. We need to be free of, of all of the things that the enemy wants to use to trip us up. And we need to step into the freedom that Christ has for us because He says we are more than conquerors. And where does that where does that fit? We're more than conquerors through prayer. When we can walk in personal victory and personal holiness, and we have the authority of God, that's when things move. But if it's just something that I want, something that's in my mind, that goes nowhere. It bounces off the ceiling and. <laughs> It doesn't, you know, there's nothing, there's no power, there's no life, there's no effectiveness to it, and I don't want to go there. That's a waste of time. That's what makes prayer so frustrating sometimes, is we're doing it in the flesh. And God wants us to learn to flow in his spirit. Because there there is an authority that God wants us to step into. Where we... You know, I was was thinking earlier about the things that... (laughs) Do you remember when Ananias and Sapphira lied to the Holy Spirit about the money that they were going to give to the church? And Peter says, why have you lied to the Holy Spirit? And then he tells them what God's going to do. And they die on the spot. There's another time, I think it was Paul, who was dealing with a sorcerer, and he he said, you're going to be blind. So he's declaring the word of the Lord in authority because God spoke to him. Now, don't get the understanding that there's judgment here all the time because I was just reading today in Luke 9 that Jesus did not come to destroy but to save men's lives. The authority that we have is to build up, not to tear down, not to destroy. But we need to be moved by the Spirit of God rather than our prayer lists and our minds and our our own desires. James says, you have not because you ask not, but you ask and do not receive because you ask amiss or with wrong motives, that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. So when we come to God and we're asking for the wrong reasons, as a good father, he says no. You know, and then he gets our motives straightened out, and then he can grant what he wants. It may, or may, not, it may have been God's will for us to receive that, but not until our heart was ready.
1: The scripture I wanted to share with is from Isaiah fifty. And I think this applies to a word of prophecy as well as to prayer. But Isaiah fifty verses four and five. The Lord God has given me the tongue of those who are taught, that I may know how to sustain with a word him who is weary. because at that time I would look around and see Randy who's eloquent when he speaks in front of a crowd and Jay who's you know taught for years and and here's me I'm more comfortable doing the dishes in the back room than in front of people but this verse says it's God who gives me that ability I don't have to be taught and trained to to be a professional speaker or one who does performances the Lord God has given me the tongue of those who are taught that I may know how to sustain with a word him who is weary that's happened to each one of you before hasn't it someone spoke a word and it strengthened you and you were not weary you had energy to go on Morning by morning, he awakens. He awakens my ear to hear as those who are taught. So God is going to speak to me. He's given me an ear to hear him. And, you know, I can obey that or I can forget about it. But, you know, the next verse, the Lord God has opened my ear and I was not rebellious. I turned not backward. So he gave me courage when he gave me the word that I wouldn't turn back, I'd be able to give it. So if I'm feeling pretty weak and wimpy, you know, I'll find this and remind myself. It comes from him. He gives the ability.
0: Would somebody trip the the little button on the side of the thermostat there? Just push it in, and it clicks. That'll start. It'll start the air on. You, you did it. Yeah. No, you. Yeah, you're fine. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I I think it's important that we we have some revelation of the importance of prayer. Uh, John Wesley is often quoted as saying something to the effect that the Lord does nothing on the earth unless someone prays. And so in, in the time that we're in, we know that there's a lot that the Lord wants to do. So he needs people praying. Um we we need to grasp that new definition of prayer and it, it really fit with what what you guys were saying to touch the heart of God and have our own heart touched by God is to have prayed and that's may be different than a lot of our experience with prayer. But I think we need to grab a hold of that definition. We, we need to understand that the universe is ruled from the place of prayer. Jesus is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And what is he doing? Hebrews 7, 24 or 25 says, He always lives to intercede for us. So, if he is the King of kings and the Lord of lords and the ruler of the universe, which he is, and and just just grab a hold of this revelation he's he's ruling the universe by praying for us so that we'll be in the place of prayer so that what heaven wants done on the earth is done it's it's a circle And, and we're an important part in, in that circle. So the, the universe is ruled from the place of prayer. Uh, Joy, I think, mentioned that we're, we're called to be a nation of priests. verse Peter 2. And we know that God said his house would be a house of prayer and I'll just read that verse from Isaiah 56. These I will bring, these people he's talking about, I will bring to my holy mountain and give them joy in my house of prayer. Their burnt offerings and sacrifices will be accepted on my altar, for my house will be called a house of prayer for all nations. So, uh, I just I encourage all of us to to grab a hold of this shift in our individual and corporate calling to be people who are about prayer. Because really what that means is we're, we're a people of God's presence, which is what we've always said. Mm-hmm. And it, it's like Kim said, the Lord is going to do this. He, he's said that from a number of sources, there, there's nothing the enemy can do to stop it. And we don't know how to get there, but he'll pull us through. Do uh, you guys want to share anything else? I, I also have uh, a number of copies of that Graham Cook Crafted Prayer book, and I'll, I'll bring those next week and have them available. Mm.
3: Um, I, I sort of paraphrased this before, but this this is a quote from Reese Howell and um, it said may we emerge not a loosely linked community of consecrated individuals, but a body, a living, integrated organism infused with one life and one purpose. And okay, sorry. Um, I'm having trouble <laughs> reading my phone. Um, it said, may we emerge not a loosely linked community of conne- consecrated individuals but a body a living integrated organism infused with one life and one purpose and what Reese discovered was you know how we all talk about unity and how that's going to happen and what he discovered and what he believed the truth was was it was through prayer that 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 seeking that heart of God and and that's where the unity comes from. And so we're not, you know, all praying individually and all consecrated individually, but it's through prayer that God is able to infuse that life and to make us that one organism that he so desires us to be. Yes. Okay. So last Saturday I got a, a text from March. And uh, we spend time usually, weekly, um, praying. And it's, it's just been amazing. Well, she texted me last Saturday, and this is the prayer that um, she believes that she had such a strong leading from the Lord that this is what we needed to pray. So, um, Father, we ask right now, in the mighty name of Jesus, that the Holy Spirit come down for our petition for revival in Cheyenne. So God, I ask that you prepare our hearts for this, because I think it's bigger than what we can even imagine. And so Father, I'm asking that you send the Holy Spirit right now for revival in Cheyenne, and for our nation, Lord, and for the world. But, God, I believe this is your heart, and this is your timing right now. So prepare us. Pull us in, God. Pull us into you and into your heart right now. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: I'll just lead us in a couple of songs, but... Uh... <coughs> I want us to spend some time praying, not just singing. You guys can just joy. Okay, good. So this song, Heart After You, now you know where it comes from. Jeremiah 23. So, singing this song, we just say yes to the Lord. how to birth things in the place of prayer.
3: I believe the Lord would have me say over you right now that the living word is sharper than any two-edged sword and it goes and divides the soul from the spirit and so i declare that over you right now that god is in the process of separating your soul from your spirit so that you can enter a prayer and worship in a whole new way and that that two-edged sword goes even to dividing the joint in the morrow and it even goes to the very intentions of your heart And so I'm asking you to receive this living word that's coming with that sword. That living word's implanted in you. And receive it now and allow God, allow that living word to separate the soul from the spirit. In Jesus' name.
2: The word says that out of the belly would flow rivers of living water. The Lord wants us to get into a place to where we can flow. If there is a river that has no input and no output, it becomes stale and bugs will swarm around it and there's no life in it. But when there's an input and an output, there's life. In Ezekiel, it talks about the River, Wherever the river went, there was healing. There was fruit every month. Every month, there was new fruit. God wants to get us into a place to where there's fruit coming out of us. Father, right now, in the mighty name of Jesus, God, I speak to those rivers to come forth in Jesus' name. And God, I pray, God, that we would have a heart, God, that is turned toward you, Father God. That, God, we would learn to trust you, that we, God, that we could just trust you, God. I speak to the dry bones to come alive in Jesus' name. God, breathe breath of God breathe upon your people God I pray God that you would remove the stumbling blocks God that is keeping us from praying like we should God God I pray that we would rise and shine God in the glory <laughs> and the glory of the Lord would be upon us God And, God, I pray that we would be a people of your presence, God, because in your presence, God, we are so changed. I pray, God, that you would just put such a hunger in us, God, for more of you, God, for more of your presence, God. Teach us just to wait upon you, God, Teach us what it is to have your heart, God. What it is to have your agenda and to set ours aside, God. Holy Spirit, I'm asking that you would come and minister to each person here tonight, God. Father, you know exactly what they need. I speak hope to arise. I come against discouragement in Jesus' name. And God, I just ask that you would just encourage your people, God. Father, your word says that your sheep know your voice. And they will follow after no other. God, I, I pray, Father, that you would teach us father to hear it so clearly god because in the time that we are in right now god we need to hear you and we need to hear what your instruction is god to go or not go to do or not do Father, I pray for each person, God, that you would just saturate them in your presence, God. That your kingdom come, that your will would be accomplished in each one of them on earth as it is in heaven. I pray for each destiny, God that you have placed on each person would come forth in Jesus' name. God, that we would walk in that calling that you have placed upon us, God. That we wouldn't turn to the right nor the left, but God, we would go right down the path that you want us to go. Father, I pray that you would stir us. You would stir our spirit man, God. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray.
0: So, we have one more thing to do tonight. Uh, I've been talking to Charlie Pemberton about uh, being a deacon. You ready, Charlie? so we thought we would install Charlie tonight (laughs) could we get the lights on again (laughs) what's that your beat yeah Yeah, he's been working all day so (laughs) this won't take too long Uh, I've I've just seen Charlie taking care of people and since he married Colleen they've been taking care of people together and so you know we're just uh, putting our hand on what you're already doing so that's that's the way it ought to be. So uh, we, we just, uh, we'll get some oil somewhere. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> I don't think you've been uh, ordained as a deacon before, have you? Okay. Charlie, we ordain you as as a deacon in this body, and uh, Father, I, I thank you for bringing Charlie here. Uh, he's he's been faithful here for so many years since the YMCA. Yeah. <laughs> And I I just, uh, I bless your faithfulness, Charlie. And I I just ask for a new filling with the Holy Spirit. And I I ask, Father, for uh, an increase in... uh, that prophetic gift that's, that's in Charlie. And I, I just pray for a, a blessing on him and, and Colleen as he steps into this. Brian, why don't you come up here too? So Lord, I thank you for bringing Charlie here. We, we recognize the servant that he is and has been, and we bless that.
1: Father, we just lift Charlie up to you, Lord, that that you see his heart, his hands, Lord. We just bless him right now for being here and helping others, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Just keep blessing him, Lord. We honor him with your Holy Spirit that he will follow everything you want him to do, Lord. Just fill him up with the Holy Spirit and guide him in every area that that he needs to do in the church and at home, Lord. Out in the city, Lord. We just thank you for him, Charlie, Lord. Thank you for his heart and his love for people. And thank you for your love for us, all of us.
3: Amen. Charlie. God wants you to receive this. He's never been disappointed in you. He loves your heart and your eagerness to know him. And so, Charlie, right now I bless your spirit to always know your destiny and your purpose in God and to always know what you're not supposed to do. I bless your relationship with the Father and with the Son and with the Holy Spirit. And I ask for increase right now. I ask for that river of life to flow. God, I'm asking you to pull Charlie in right now. Pull him in. Father, I ask for that river to release and to take him to higher places, Father, in you. More intimacy, God, than he's ever imagined. And I thank you, Father, for this man of God, this mighty man of God, in Jesus' name.
0: Well, shall we close with prayer? (laughs) Jesus, uh, we thank you. Thank you for interceding for us. We confess you are the King of kings, the Lord of lords. And we enter into partnership with you. (laughs) May you be glorified in this city. May you be glorified in this fellowship. May you be glorified in this city. (laughs) Let your will be done and your kingdom come. Amen.